Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Disney Dining Show. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week, as always, by my good friends, Mr. Sean Falk. Hey. And Mr. Steve Porter. Hello. Uh, in this week's episode, we are going to list five restaurants we think Disney needs to leave alone. In other words, don't mess with these ones. These are good. And Disney has this habit of taking a restaurant that's really good and then tinkering and making it not as good. So these are five restaurants that we all talked about and agreed that Disney needs to leave alone. And this is in no particular order. But the first one I'm going to talk about is one they are starting to tinker with and they need to knock it off. And that is the Flying Fish over at Disney's Boardwalk. Um, I've given this place rave reviews. The team has given it rave reviews. Um, a lot of our listeners and folks that uh, from the site that have eaten there have also given it rave reviews. And I'm noticing they're starting to mess around with this restaurant. Um, hoping they stop because uh, Chef Tim, the executive chef uh, over at the Flying Fish, is amazing. Knows what he's doing. You know, really a dynamic menu that's changing constantly based on what's fresh. Of course, doing it that way is more expensive. And Disney likes to not do that. Um, so we've noticed that there were some things starting to come off the menu. The menu starting to get pared down. Um, and so far, it's still a really good restaurant. But Disney needs to leave this place alone. Mm -hmm. um, I'm very, very concerned that uh, they're not going to listen. I was there uh, for the first time in October, and it was great. But I was uh, nervous going into it because right before I'd gone, you said, well, make sure, make sure it's okay because last time I was there, it had gone down. So I was a little nervous, but it was fine. Um, but it'll be interesting to see going forward if it lives up to the experience I had last time. Yeah, um, I went um, I went with Pete, actually. Um, uh, he had recommended it to me because I'm really big into, like, pork belly. And he said, oh, they have the best pork belly on, on uh, Disney property. And so we went. To be fair, the executive chef wasn't there that day. He was on he was out on vacation. It was right after the hurricane, and um, I thought it was okay. And he was like, "Oh, this is very unusual for the restaurant." It was. It was. Uh, it, 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 that was the first time I'd had mm -hmm. the pork belly where I was like, "Okay, I don't know what's up with this." Yeah, but it wasn't quite up to up to snuff. Up to then, snuff. Yeah, um, but our server did actually tell us um, she had said that. You know, the year before, maybe a few months before, the menu was down like half what it was when Pete and I went. And now they kind of did build it back up a little bit and added a few menu items back to it that had they had taken away and now they were adding back. So I don't know. They're all over the place. I wonder if it was just because you went right after the hurricane. I know like the local grocery stores and I know Disney mm -hmm. has its own food supply chain, but maybe since it's fresh ingredients, like you were saying, maybe they couldn't they didn't have their full stock of supply Right after the hurricane. Well, I don't know. That's just my best I'm guess. Just, I'm just going to put it out there. Um, chef Tim and Joris, uh, amazing, amazing chef. This guy really knows his stuff and has created some very inventive, different, delicious dishes. Um, and I, I really don't want them to mess with this. So Flying Fish is definitely top of the list for me. Disney, leave this restaurant alone. Um, the other one that we all agreed on that, you know, from the if it's not broke, don't fix it category is Hoopty Doo Review. Mm -hmm, yeah. um, longest running dinner show in America, been running since the late 70s, I believe. Um, and again, 
this is simple food here. We're talking, you know, ribs and fried chicken and cornbread and beans uh, and delicious. So I guess this kind of can extend over to Trails End mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. buffet as well because it's the same food, basically, that you get at Trails End right. at the hoop de doo It all just works. And so far, they've left it alone. And also, this goes into the show, too. I know they have some slight changes. Like for Christmas, they sing some Christmas songs. But not with the show, don't drastically change the Oh, no, that would be a, that, that would be, be disaster. Horrible. Oh, yeah. Like if they in- introduced Disney characters or something, Disney characters or something, that would just be horrible. So Yeah, Agreed. no. It's great the way it is. They need to just keep the food the same. Every time I've been, the food is phenomenal there. It's so good. Um, yeah, don't touch it. Number three, Jico over at Animal Kingdom Lodge, another restaurant that just gets it right. Mm-hmm. They just get it right, and they get it right consistently. And, you know, for me, it's between Jico and Flying Fish as the best restaurant on property right now. And don't want to see Disney mess with, you know, and again, where they tend to mess, quote unquote, is they, they tie the hands of the chefs. And they'll say, you know, they'll do things where, like, you know, you're spending too much on on products, so you've got to cut back on the quality of what you buy, which has an immediate impact. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, you look at the prices mm-hmm. in these places and think, you know, no, they, they they wouldn't cut back on quality, but they absolutely would, <clears throat> because the name of the game is spend as little as possible, charge as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I get that it's a business, you got to make a profit. But at the same time, if you're going to charge $50 for an entree, you better make sure everything on that plate is really good and fresh and not mm-hmm. a lower cut of beef or something like that. Right. So, um, and so far, I haven't seen that with Jico. So far, I've seen, you know, yeah. it's. Uh, of this, probably Jico's <laughs> been my favorite restaurant at Disney property and probably the most consistent that I've ever had. I've always had a great meal there. I don't know if that's everyone else's experience. Yeah. But. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I've been two or three times now. There For me, it's there in California Grill at the Contemporary. I'm between the two all the time. Um, so I think they're really great in that way. Um, I can see the quality issues like in the parks like you know for quick service or um like them saying like okay we need to save a couple bucks but a a restaurant like jico or flying fish like you have to go out of your way to go to these restaurants like unless you're staying at that hotel which i don't think that would do them necessarily enough business if it was just the people staying at the hotels like to constantly be going to the same restaurant every night like for me to it's one thing if i'm locked in at like world showcase at epcot and like i have to eat somewhere here because you can't just like leave property but if i'm gonna go out of my way to go to Jico or flying fish or any of the hotel properties like they better have good quality because they're just as expensive as in the park for the most part so and that's always how i base my like dining reviews is like is the food quality good enough for a family for to go throw $200 down on one meal kind of thing. Like, is that <laughs> worth it? So to me, Jico still worth it, but just don't touch it. So now, um, another one that you added to the list, Sean, mm-hmm. um, because you've seen it start to go down mm-hmm. and you don't want it to get any worse is be our guest over at the magic kingdom. Yeah. Um, be our guest. I mean, everybody, 
is obsessed with Be Our Guest and wants to go. And even when I first said it, they were kind of like, oh, wait, what do you mean? And I was like, no, I meant because like when it first came out, it was so good. And it wasn't just like the visuals and the theming of the restaurant. The food was, it was good. The food. The food Absolutely. was amazing there. And it definitely has slipped in, in quality the last time or two that I've been. Um, even at dinner, like it was, it was good. It just wasn't great. The lunch really has become terrible. Awful. Like it's not even worth doing to have to go to lunch at this point. Um, and I've never done the breakfast there. So um, no better. They, oh, okay. No better. So, that's no better. So, but dinner is definitely starting to sw- slip in quality. And at least if it can stay where it is, like it's still a good enough restaurant that I recommend people go for the environment and the food's okay enough. But if they keep doing what they're doing, like, it's going to not I, be well. I think that this restaurant almost could have made both lists, both both this episode where we're talking about being left alone and uh, one that needs change because yeah. it needs change in the sense that it needs to go back to what it used to be. And in the event this episode goes up first, we are doing another one. Yeah. Uh, five restaurants. Disney absolutely needs to change. That's what Steve is referring to. But um, um, so now yeah. we got to make sure this one goes up first. So I'm looking at you, Craig. Um, Sorry, made things difficult. But, you did, as uh, always. <laughs> but but my point's still true that uh, I think that this is you know at bare minimum should be left alone. Mm-hmm. But hopefully it'll go back to what it used to be. Because yeah. I remember when I first ate there and we reviewed it on the show. We're going back to I think December 2012, um, and I said you know if they can keep the quality of this where it is right now, this is going to be. I mean, an absolute must-have reservation. Now, it is a must-have reservation, but not not because I, I think it's. I think they're still trading off the. It's still word of mouth. Um, well, I think it's word of mouth, but still trading off that initial buzz of how great it was five years ago. Mm. And I personally think it has gone downhill. Um, dinner uh, dinner was good the last time I was there, but still not at the level it was when it first opened. So. Um, you know, then again, you know, they only have so many seats. Yeah. Thing has always been full. The only way, what's the only way for them to, you know, Get show money out of it yeah. a, a, a growth year over year mm-hmm. is going to be to raise the prices and cut back on costs mm-hmm. for the, the food. Yeah, which I mean, any of the things like that, it's not character dining, but it is at the same price level for the most part as character dining. And I mean, if people are going to keep going to like Hollywood and Vine and Ocker Shoes and stuff, like they're going to keep coming to be our guest regardless, but they still should leave it alone. So, uh, all right. And finally, on our list of things, uh, restaurants or dining locations that Disney absolutely needs to leave alone and not change is Columbia Harbor House over in the Magic Kingdom. Now, Steve, you felt very strongly about yes, this. Yes, this is my favorite quick service. Well, my favorite quick service in the Magic Kingdom, not necessarily my favorite quick service on property. Um, but I think between the menu and I just love the theming in there. And I love that it, you know, there's not necessarily a ton of, uh, there's always some seats available upstairs um, unless it's absolutely crowded. Um, and I just think it's, I don't know, it's its one of those places that I'm also nostalgic for. So I have a personal little bit in here, but 
Yeah, I would just I don't think there's anything really wrong with this restaurant. I think there's nothing really that they could improve on or change or so I think it's perfect the way it is. Yeah, I just like for especially I mean cuz that's my favorite also in in uh, Magic Kingdom and that's always going to be where I'll pick to eat cuz I do think that has much better food quality for a quick service than like Cosmic Rays and even a lot of times Pecos Bills. Um so it seems to be better there, but I also like that they serve seafood and fish products which i really like but they it's still at the same price point as cosmic rays because i mean you usually can get away with charging more money for seafood and they haven't like gone there yet like it's still at the same price as the other stuff so i'm like no please like let me still get shrimp for the same price that other places are selling burgers and stuff so all right so there you have it our five restaurants we think disney needs to leave alone Flying Fish Cafe over at the Boardwalk. Hoop-de-doo review at Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort and Campgrounds. Jico at Animal Kingdom Lodge. Be our guest at the Magic Kingdom. And Columbia Harbor House at the Magic Kingdom. And that will do it for this episode of the Disney Dining Show. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you again next week with another episode. Have a great week, everybody.